Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. Well, this morning, guys, just want to share a short word on my heart today. Uh, it's on true happiness. What does it mean to have true happiness? And my thought for you, my big idea this morning is that true happiness is found in receiving the kingdom. The true happiness is found in experiencing and receiving the reality of the King, Jesus. I just have a verse for you this morning and it's, from Matthew chapter 5, if you'd like to turn there, and uh, I'm going to read the scene. One day Jesus saw a vast crowd, verse 1, of people gathered, gathering to hear him. So he went up the slope of a hill and sat down with, the, with his followers and disciples spread over the hillside. Jesus began to teach them. And this is from the Passion Translation, wonderful verse. What wealth is offered to you when you feel your spiritual poverty? For there is no charge to enter the realm of heaven's kingdom. Passion Translation. Another translation says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. True happiness. Isn't it fascinating that Jesus, the Messiah, the King, Matthew chapter 5, in the midst of a Roman Empire, in the midst of a hyper-religious culture, comes away, goes up onto a mountain, and it's there that he releases his kingdom vision, his values, his worldview. He, const- he brings the constitution of the kingdom there on the mountain. This isn't just the Sermon on the Mount, as we classically know it. This is the Messiah on the Mount, the King on the Mount, the man on the Mount, who Jesus is. And some might say this is quite anticlimactic, that he says in his opening statement, blessed, which is a powerful word, isn't it? Blessed, blessed. It's such a powerful word. You know, Brian Simmons in the Passion Translation, he has some other similar words that he uses to express the meaning of this word, blessed. He uses the word, what wealth, what delight, what blessing, what enriched, what's, how satisfied, what bliss, how blessed, how enriched, how ecstatic. This is a jam-packed word that when Jesus said it, everyone's like, huh? Whoa, what's he going to say? He says, blessed. And everyone in that moment has his attention. It's a bit like this morning at the Davis household. Uh, Anouk's jumping on the bed, having so much fun um, uh, with our new mattress. You know, we have to watch that. And she says, Eliza, come and join me. It's going to be so much fun. And from down the corridor a little bit, you hear this, wow. You know, he's saying, blessed. And here we have it, people. And I want you to 
grasp the gravity of this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Hang on. Wow. That means that all these people that are gathered up there on the mountain that aren't up there in Roman status, that aren't as religiously profound as others, that maybe aren't as wealthy, are there with Jesus. And all of a sudden they realise that they are invited into an experience of the kingdom of, and here it, heavens, heaven. That this Jesus, the Messiah, is there saying that it's not you coming to my level, but I'm come right down onto your level. This, my friends, is really great news for those people and for us today. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I believe that as he spoke that, as people were looking at Jesus, as they were relating to him, stuff made sense in their lives. Things became clearer. In that moment, they knew they had arrived at the kingdom, arrived home. They'd found the sweet spot. They'd finally made it into a reality of true happiness. And this experience is something that I learned as a young man, a Bible teacher taught me in my house around the kitchen table. So for a kingdom, you need a king and a dom. The kingdom is Jesus. That's right. Hear it again. The kingdom of God is Jesus. The kingdom of heavens is us being with Jesus. As a young man, I realised, well, if I've got Jesus and relationship with Him, I've got the reality of heaven, of salvation. That heaven isn't a place I go to just when I die. Heaven is here and now and I've finally arrived just by faith and belief facing the King, Jesus Christ. And this moment of amazement, you know, enthralled my heart and so often I'd have to empty myself. Ryan, you don't have to be afraid of trying to get five gold stars and tickle the boxes. Ryan, just be with me, be with the king. When I was 22, I wrote a little poem. This is the kingdom life, the life so rich and free. This is the kingdom life, the life Christ won for me down the Murray River in Loxton, my teaching prac. I was getting pretty desperate. Jesus, help me. You know, and I, I composed that. Very profound, but simplistic. Guys, the Christian life, the kingdom life, for the kingdom person, for the child of God who realises that God is Father, and Jesus saying, your Father, inviting them what He has. It's a simple life. You know, Russell, this dude over here, my friend, stand up and do a wonderful little circle here. He is a very intelligent man, a very smart man. But there's something about Russell that it speaks to that blessing and that happiness, that bliss. He's not just blessed man, he is blissed. He is one happy dude. Now he's smart, but there's a simplicity that he carries because he knows the king. Russell has true happiness. And one moved up to Wyala, um, my youth group, they gave me an award one night and it was the Mr. Sunshine Award. And <laughs> is this guy even tough? You know, he's a PE teacher. But they saw me running around Wyler. I mean, come on, I could outrun The Rock. If The Rock wanted a piece of me, I'd just like outrun him. Um, but <laughs> but, um, 
But they could see how this happiness, this bliss lifestyle, I was very non-down and depressed. And (laughs) I would be able to keep going and persevere, keep enjoying life no matter what the circumstances around me because the kingdom was around me, the king was with me. You know, one time some religious leaders said, when will the kingdom appear? And Jesus said, the kingdom doesn't come with observation. The kingdom is here among you. And who was among them? Jesus. The kingdom is in the midst of you. Guys, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. But how do we experience this reality? Well, like we were singing, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Will you pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, oh, you are so here. Your presence. Oh, Jesus, we just love being with you. Lord, we are happy people. We're kingdom people. Oh, Lord, Jesus, you're going to do profound things here this morning by your authority. Lord Jesus, because, Lord, you rule and you reign. And Jesus, your kingdom is not of this world. Your kingdom is here. Your kingdom is strong. Your kingdom is simple, Jesus. We just enjoy you right now in this moment. Thank you, Lord, that things are going to be all the so much more clearer and make sense as we uh, hear what you want to say to us this morning. Bless these wonderful people. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this place has always been a gathering place of that beatitude. There is such an attitude that releases an atmosphere at Harvest Australia Church on this property, where the hungry and the humble come and they gather and they get something, they receive something that is worth way more than riches and money. It's so countercultural. It's better than status. It's something that is far beyond uh, what the world chases after. And they gather here, and I remember about 10 years ago as a teacher in Wyler and going for a prayer walk, and it was Saturday morning, and my pastor from the local church, he contacts me on the old Nokia phone, you know, text message, Ryan, it's happening. He was here at a conference. Oh, it's happening. Whoa, you know, the king is so here, <laughs> something like that. And we've been praying for revival and renewal in the church, so hungry. He knew us. He, he contacted me, you know, when something broke up, broke out here, who did he contact? Me. You know, I want to be known as a hungry one because that's where the kingdom's at. He had that attitude. He said that that morning there was a worship leader worshiping, you know, from the keyboard. This person who I later found out, that was one of Marty and Karen's youths when they were youth leaders here. She was leading, she was leading worship and Some of you know who I'm talking about. Just such a beautiful heart of love for Jesus. First-hand experience. Not second-hand Christianity, but first-hand experience of Jesus. Someone who really knows Jesus, not just knows about Him in this experience of Christendom or religion, but someone who really knows the King, who's acquainted with the King, who has gone up the mountain to be with Him, to hear Him to be constituted with the kingdom constitution. And there, you know, she is. And all of a sudden, this African guy, who some of you know who I'm talking about as well, starts calling out, 
Jesus! Jesus! And suddenly, there's no other way to say it, but (laughs) all of a sudden, the manifest presence of God, the awareness of the intensity of the reality of who the king is and his authority to dominate. The king Dom came. His dominion started to take over the worship, take over people's thinking and emotions, take over the space in the room. And there's no denying that this was a time that one would just have to get on his knees, which is what, exactly what my pastor did. He said, I got on my knees because the king was there when later he was retelling the story. After that experience, he was never the same and the church was never the same. And uh, he even invited Barry Manuel up to the church and, uh, to come and do some ministry. And that's where I met Barry. So uh, when um, I was getting interviewed by Marty and Karen, Barry's like, yeah, I know Ryan, that guy, yeah. So interesting, hey. But true happiness, we know, is found in that kingdom reality of those that recognise their desperate need for Jesus Christ. I want to say that true happiness is found in spirituality of receiving the kingdom. The world is looking for spirituality. But, you know, with the worldview of postmodernism and philosophy and new age and other religions and humanism, there's such a fullness that people think that they have in their spirituality. Even many in their perceived religiosity have a very much loaded attitude. But it's when we are brought to a place where we recognise that Jesus, it's just got to be you, that we say, I empty myself. I declutter my life. I want my whole capacity to Be filled with you, Jesus. I say, Jesus, I need you every moment, every hour. And my friends, it's that attitude that in that moment, you are one happy dude or dude. You are one happy person. This kind of spirituality. Because in that moment, on the inside of your heart, you have true spirituality. The kingdom is spiritual. I'm so thankful for the way that much of the church in the West is starting to become more spiritual. Their spirituality, they're realising they need his, his experience in their lives, what he has with the Father. If, the, if he says the poor in spirit, that means that we receive the kingdom by our spirit. The kingdom is spiritual. Righteousness, peace and joy. <laughs> In the Holy Spirit, this spiritual kingdom. Lord, I want to be one that is able to perceive the kingdom. I want to be able to one that be one that is able to uh, live from my spirit all, all, all my life. And I, yesterday I just had this amazing day where I, I got up in the morning, went for my run, and uh, just one kingdom conversation after the next. I sit down, I'm experiencing the kingdom. That the kingdom isn't just here on a Sunday morning when I have my quiet time, but because I put first the kingdom, everything else is aligned with the kingdom experience. And uh, 
and uh, everything else, everything in my life becomes a kingdom experience of heaven on earth, of bliss. But the attitude that I must have is I want to be one, Lord, that always says, Jesus, I need you every moment, every hour. I'm, I'm wanting to uh, be with him in that way. The next one is that true happiness is found in being satisfied in receiving the kingdom. Satisfaction. The world is looking to be satisfied. The world is looking for something that will finally fill up the space in their life that is there, that only the kingdom, realised in our spirit, can satisfy. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about how the nations go after wealth. The nations go after, you know, health. And the nations go after these things of status. But Jesus says, don't worry like that. Don't be anxious like that. Because your father, you, in, in other words, it's in another, how we can look at that is, he's your father. He's not anxious, but your father in heaven knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God. You know, I'm thankful the interns, I'm thankful for all of you guys that even on a hot day, you seek first the kingdom of God. He, he, he adds everything to us. In, in an Australian environment where there's such a strong worldview of consumerism, of materialism, I thank the Lord that He is raising up local communities of those that are carrying the kingdom, that are representing years like Russell, etc., that aren't anxious people. I'm on this journey to be less anxious, to not worry about tomorrow because the kingdom's here and now. Don't worry about tomorrow, but trust, be satisfied that the kingdom is here now. Enjoy this reality. The Bible says in the Psalm, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give to you the desires of your heart. And that's been my experience because if I've allowed myself to be touched by first the kingdom, the king touches every part of my life, my marriage, my job, where I'm going to live, my finances, my health. So I don't have to worry about wealth or health. I just have to go enjoy the ride of relationship with him because that's what I value the most, being satisfied. You know, in terms of Christian literature, some of the best-selling books at the moment include, I heard this from a sermon Anxious for Nothing, Max Licardo, a top-selling book at the moment. Another one, Carl Lentz, Own the Moment. Christians are looking for this experience of not being anxious, like the world, you know, and, and, and how to live in the moment. They know that they're worrying about tomorrow, how to get ahead, how to have all their ducks in a row. But what if by just saying, Jesus, I, I, I want you... I want to find my satisfaction in you. My friends, you'd be happy in baked beans on toast every night, living in a tiny little unit. You'll be happy like that. You'll, you'll be blissed, I'm telling you. You will, see, you will experience an atmosphere because of that attitude around you, whereby others will say, what is going on in your life? I want what you have. What is it? It's the kingdom of God. 
believe in Jesus. This is, this is what we're going after. We're going after that. We're, we're going after His glory being known. Ha. That people look at our lives and say, you are thriving even though you don't have the breakthrough yet because you put first the King. The thriving isn't the breakthrough in our health or finances or our status. Thriving is saying, I'm enjoying the kingdom. I am blissed right now. I've got everything I need on the inside of my life because I have the kingdom. The kingdom of God is in the midst of me. I've got righteousness. I've got the righteousness of God. I'm as righteous as God. I've got peace. Ah, Sigh of relief. I've got joy. That's one third of the kingdom right there, baby. I've got joy. You have the kingdom right now, guys. You don't have to earn it or deserve it. You receive it. Believing and receiving, not achieving. And so the last one, true happiness is found in receiving the kingdom of God in your source being in the Father. In our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. The atmosphere of heaven that Jesus lived in, he was able to draw from the Father as the source. You know, some of us, we worry about, you know, our, how things are going to be for us on our current situation in life. You know, I have this much money. I have this many friends in my life. Things are going this well and we compare our lives. But do you know that by faith in your spirit, you have everything you need to draw from at any given moment. Is, is that good? It's, it's too good. It's too good, but it's true. You, all things are possible with God. I, I love reading the missionary history books. This is what I find with the attitude of those that are willing to have that in their lives, like the bakers or, you know, uh, Etc., etc. They've so positioned themselves in a place where they draw from the Father and Him alone that attitude that they see the miraculous come through, whether it's um, food provision, financial provision, miracles, human resources. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. You know, I love that attitude. One old uh, writer, inner life writer, Andrew Murray, who I love, used the word absolute surrender. Are you absolutely surrendered to him today to find your true happiness in spirituality in the kingdom, in satisfaction in, in him, in him being your source and him alone? Are you absolutely surrendered to that? As Graham Cook would say, are you, do you have total dependence he wrote a book, Total Dependence and Wonder. <laughs> Are you totally depending on him? As Mike Bickle would say, another writer, when speaking of this verse, voluntary weakness. I'm going to put myself in a position of saying, Jesus, I need you. What does that look like? What does it look like when we express, Jesus, I need you? Every moment, every hour. What does it look like inside of us? Even in our lives, when all of a sudden we adjust the way we think because the kingdom is at hand and we repent and we say, actually, I'm going to repent into these things. 
You know, Jesus humbled himself and he came as a human. And uh, I was listening to Bill Johnson at the Moore Conference. He said, that's impressive that Jesus lived this miraculous life as a man. The man on the mount. I want you to stand this morning, guys. Let's just position ourselves with that attitude. Sometimes I wonder whether some of the church in the West are not hungry enough or humble enough. Sometimes I wonder whether they want, really want the King enough. Do they want His blessings or do they want Him? Because I only want to be blessed in health and wealth, etc. If it's with Him and comes from Him. How hungry are you? How humble are you willing to be today to receive that kind of satisfaction, that kind of happiness? Are you willing to go up the mountain, so to speak? Some of you need a miracle today. I can see it. I just want you to come forward if you need a miracle. Actually, this week, the miracle needs to happen this week. And you're saying, I'm not going to draw from finances or professions. I'm not going to draw from these things of the world. I'm going to draw from the kingdom. I don't need an empire. I need a kingdom. I don't need to go by what I see with my natural eyes. I'm going to see into the Spirit today. I'm going to see from a mountaintop. I'm going to see from the perspective of the King, Jesus. Because the kingdom is within me. It's in the midst. It's amongst us. And King Jesus, I ask that you'll come and dominate this environment right now. King Jesus, I pray, Messiah, anointed one. King Jesus, come and dominate this environment right now. Make the darkness tremble, Jesus. King Jesus, you are here. Wherever two or three are gathered, you're here in the midst. And I know you. I love you, Jesus. And I say, let your kingdom come. I pray that prayer, your prayer, Lord, with you right now, your kingdom, Father, come. King Jesus, come and walk through the aisles. Come and touch hearts right now. Come and touch hearts in anxiety. Then no longer I declare that you'll be pushed around and motivated by anxiety. But today, King Jesus touches you in your heart. He touches that anxiety. He touches you. The Kingdom of God is coming upon you right now. There's radical transformation. Some of you are going to look different like a city on a hill. Some of you, you're, you're, you're going to sound different. You're going to sound salty. 